Corinthians 3, 3, says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Can two people walk together unless they are agreed? And it's, uh, and it's nothing. You can't, you know. Uh, we always do marriage counseling, things like that. And you cannot walk. It will not. And it usually, if, when, you, when you're not walking in agreement, it's, let's just say this, it'll take a miracle of God. Yeah. And only God, you can. It'll take a miracle to get that together. Yeah. Keep that together. Because what can two walk together unless they be agreed? What you find out is when they're disagreeing, discord, yeah. it's, it turns into not together. But they're, it's separate. So it's like, no, you go your way, you do your thing, and God's never intended for that. For one to do one way, one to do another way, and that's just uh, what we want to do here and why we would say that. We want agreement in what we would teach. Amen? We never want to stick our head in a kid's class and hear somebody praying, if it be thy will, please heal. That won't be, it won't be taught. Not what we pray. Not what the Bible teaches. Jesus never prayed except one time on the way to the cross. He said, Father, if it's, me, if it, if it's your will, please take this cup from me. And that's a prayer of dedication and consecration about what's coming in the future, not about healing, not about prosperity, not about providing for you. So really, we hear things a lot of times we got to unhear. Just so you know, I thank God. One of the things I thank God for in my life is that I did not have to unlearn a lot of things. I was, I was born again September 19th of 95, and I never went to church once on a Christmas, once on an Easter, and I really thank God that I didn't grow up in church, is what I got when I got saved. I didn't grow up having to unlearn about a lot of tradition and religion, things that people say that really not in the Bible. Or they're in there, but they take them and twist them. The Lord give them, and the Lord take them away. Job said that, and then God corrected them. God will give you a house and then blow it over. Amen. Yeah. So we just believe that we all need to get an agreement on what the Bible teaches, especially on the nature of God. Yeah. If we think God is killing people and killing babies and taking people out in this world, uh, we're in a big disagreement. Yeah. We disagree with you a big time amount, too. Like, my father is not taking people out. Amen. Yeah. My father's good. He loves yeah. people. He provides for people. He is good all the time. Amen. So we just love that we can teach these things and get an agreement. And if you if, and really we don't know any of your background. We don't know where you come from. We don't know what you have been because what you've heard for years has a has a way of forming belief system. Yeah. But we want to preach the word that where at least if you feel like God's calling you here, you know we're preaching the word on that subject that we understand it as. Amen. And it's not that we just making things up. It's too important to me. God's been too good to us that we not get it right. Amen. It's, 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 that we get it as, as right as we know to get it and read the Bible with a spirit of faith. You, in, the big difference in most people, some people can read the Bible, other people can read the Bible with a spirit of faith. And that spirit of faith and that faith that you read the Bible with changes the whole Bible. Amen. Psalm 133 right here says this, Behold, how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like precious oil upon the head running down the beard, uh, the beard of Aaron running down to the edge of his garments. The anointing, the word, the, the unity in the body goes from the head down, from Jesus down through the body. And really, when you start looking at unity, we want to make sure that we are all in unity and are not any kind of discord. You know, when the worst thing you can have in a body and in a church is a bunch of discord or talking. Or, and I just, I was going to, you know, I say it, I guess, you know, that we have no time for it. 
We just have no time in our life right now for, for trying to play church games and people talking over here, people trying to do this. The biggest thing that is the biggest deal with people is they talk a whole lot and they try to, you know, what we, why are we preaching that? Why are we teaching that? Why are we doing that? Because the Bible said, and God gave that vision to the pastor. God put me there to run with that vision. Unity is God gives it to the pastor. The pastor gives it to the body. The body takes it. The body runs with it. And we just go as far as we can possibly get. And God takes uh, all the glory for everything that gets done. Amen. That's what we got to find ourselves in. We're excited about it. We are, I like to say, uh, radicals for the Bible. We really believe the whole thing. We believe it's all for you and your family today. And we believe that if we will take the word and run with it in our life, you'll wake up far beyond anything you ever dreamed you could ever. The Bible will propel you beyond your dreams. About uh, exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask, think, or imagine, Ephesians 3 20 says. So doing that together with people in unity with other believers, the unity here has got to be key. It, the enemy will come in. And I'll say this we know that God doesn't send everybody to church. The enemy will plant people in churches to try to bring division in a church. The devil will send some people to church to try to cause division. And when I see it, you don't cancel a devil, you cast the devil out. Amen. Amen. Just so everybody gets that. Now what I'm saying is that this is once you're on the dream team, you're part of a team and we're one. Now watch this. If you hear anybody talking about the pastor or his wife or the associate or the sound man or the person leading worship, you need to shut that down immediately. And this will be my last thing that I talked about uh, on the last night as well, because it needs to be talked about twice. That's a big problem in a whole lot of churches. Got a lot of good vision and things like that, but people don't know how to shut that, shut that type of thing down. It, it affects the unity and it affects the body, and we don't need that. Amen. How many of y'all know we don't need that? So really, if you hear it and don't stop it, it's just as bad as you were the one talking about. So what we like to say is. Oh, if it's about me, just say, oh, you're talking about Pastor Rod? He's, I know where his office is. Come on. <laughs> they won't go. They won't go. They won't go. People that talk behind a pastor's back or talk behind somebody, they never really go talk to the person about it. Especially if it's about the Word. Because everything that we do preaching, we can back it up with Scripture. 100%, just so you know. We're not going to preach something that's not Bible. Amen. So we want to come together in unity around the Word, and we want to thank all of you for taking your time. It's a four-week deal. We're going to feed you uh, the pizza tonight. It might be something different next week. There's a 30-minute break at 7 o'clock, so I'm getting out of the way right now. And Brother Gary's coming up. But thank you all for being here. We are excited about what God is doing. Six people getting Boulevard. Amen. And Tampa Life. Give it up one time, Brother Gary. Thank you. Father, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding, yes. the enlightenment, we know the hope of our calling, the riches of our inheritance and the saints, the incomparable great power for us who believe. Just like Paul prayed for Ephesus, we can pray for Fort Walton. And we thank you in Jesus' name right now that the spirit of wisdom and revelation come alive, come real, and every person begins to see the word as it is written to the body of Christ. In Jesus' name. Everybody's in. Be blessed. See y'all. Well, amen. How many is mad to be here? Say amen. You wasn't listening, was you? I said everybody that's mad to be here, say amen. You got to listen real careful. Good to see everybody tonight. Uh, Pastor Joe down here at the end, uh, talking to him at the back door, he said, well, we're going to see what you know tonight. <laughs> 
I said, well, it'll be about a 10-minute teaching. Good to see Pastor Joe and his wife here. We're going to start tonight. We're going to start with Pastor Joe. Really, we're just going to go right down the road. I want you to tell your name in case anybody in here don't know who you are. Now that we don't want a resume or anything, we do have pizza coming. So you can smile and, you know, and say, all right. Uh, but I want you to say your name and I want you to say it loud enough that everybody can hear it. We're going to start with Joe. My name is Joe Wilson. My name is Don Wilson. Say that again. Don. Don. I didn't hear it. You got to shout. Don Wilson. All right. everybody a hand, would you? I want you to look at the person first of all on your right and then on your left, and I want you to tell them I believe it's absolutely possible for you to learn something tonight. I'm going to ask, did you say your name? Bob. Bob. I'm ask Bob and uh, Joe, would you pass these notes, or you can just take them and slide them down, and we have ink pens as well. You will be writing. Uh, you probably will not need your Bible. I may have some scriptures for you to turn to, and we just want to encourage you, not just encourage you, but tell you how important it is to attend every one of these sessions. There's only four of them, and so it's through the month of November, and we'll do our best to not make it boring, but challenging. And uh, some of the things that we talk about, many of you already know. And uh, we're going to probably rehearse a lot of them. But not, how many of you believe for Revelation to come tonight? Yeah, Every one of these sessions, we have a belief for the Holy Ghost to just show up, show out, and just, uh, man, we've had some awesome, awesome times. And so we will not open it for question and answers until the end of the last session. For that, for the, this reason, uh, many times questions that you have will be answered as we go along. If that makes sense, or we'd just be getting interrupted. Because I can tell you right now, Brenda has all the answers. Hey, I tell you what, I love this lady with all my heart. She's just a precious trooper. I told her, I said, "You can stay home." Now. She said, "I'm not staying home. You're the teaching. You're my." You're, Pastor Roddy said all the women that went home, went to that meeting, the men ought to have, I, what I heard anyway, have your wives or women to lay hands on you. And in part. And so we got home, I said, baby, lay hands on me. <laughs> see what you got. No. <laughs> As we start, first of all, welcome to Dream Track. At the end, as if you're here working for a shirt, we're going to have Dream Team shirts that we're going to be handing out, so uh, you show that you're a part of the Dream Team. 
I want you to take your notebook, look at the front cover of it as we start Champion Life Dream Track. This is our foundation scripture, that, uh, what God gave our pastor, that this is the vision that we're going to run with. This is the foundation we're going to base everything around. You'll see it on the trucks. You'll see it on everything. It's on our shirts, on the, on the back of our shirts, 214. And as in reference to 2 Corinthians 2.14, in the King James Version, it's got it wrote out on the front cover. Now thanks. Let's say this. Now thanks be unto God in which always. Everybody say always. He always in always causes us to triumph. In Christ. Not in ourselves, but in Christ. And makes manifest the savor of his knowledge in by us in every place. I'm so I'm so charged with the pastor's vision. Man, today, I mean I every time he talks about the vision, I I get amped up. I want to run with it, but I don't know anyway. I won't go into that. But uh, he is he is a definite visionary. I remember he's told the story. We were standing over here on this church property, considering buying this building over here, and we knew that something just didn't. So it was a SMR. Those who came to them, something's not right. Anyway, uh, and 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 so when he looked out across over, he didn't even see this building, but he looked across, and he said, "That's the harvest field." And I seen for the first time ever in Roddy. Pastor Roddy, a tear welled up in him. I wanted to say, go ahead, let it go. Just let it go. And he said, this is where we're supposed to be after looking at other properties and other things. Then we came to look at this building, and here's what I want you to catch this, really catch this. Looked at this building, he came in it, and Pastor Roddy, Pastor Danielle, Brenda was with us, and we walked through this building, and I was going, mm-mm. Oh, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, angels. And God spoke to me something, and here's what he said. He said, it's not your vision, it's his vision. Now, you take up his vision and run with it. And I said, yes, sir, yes, sir. So, I, like I said one time, uh, Sunday ago or so, I became very efficient with the Sawzall. Everything that needs to be cut down. Where's Gary? Cut it down. Make it fall. Cut it down. Let's look at our first page and think, well, if, if you do have your Bibles, I do want to read a scripture real quick. Y'all all right tonight? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it's okay to say amen, slap your neighbor, something, you know. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 9. And I'm going to look at that real quick, 9 and 10. God is faithful. I love that. God is faithful. By whom you were called under the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord, our Lord, Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. The purpose of the dream track is that we all track the same way speak the same thing that there be no divisions among you that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment can i hear an amen, amen. you know there's a lot of likes and dislikes that we can have in life uh how many of you like chocolate pie All pie. <laughs> okay put your hands down how many of you like egg custard pie 
I, I was out with Pastor the other night, other day, we went to a little hole in the wall, I called it, to eat. And they made pies. And he said, they had pies sitting everywhere. He said, you have any sweet potato pie? I said, huh? Sweet potato pie? That don't even sound right to me. Now you got the con pie, I'm there. Now here's what, here's what I'm, I'm saying is this. We all have different preferences. Some like music loud, some like music soft, some don't like running, some do like running. It, it, it's not up to you, it's not up. We, we run with the vision, amen? We run with the vision. And uh, so that's what Dream Track is all about, that we all speak the same thing and that we have no division. All right, let's look at the first page. As you open your books, you can take these home. You're going to be getting an uh, insert at every one of these sessions. We believe it's vitally important to equip every believer with the tools needed to win every battle in life. Everybody say this with me, every battle. Every one of them. If you're a new believer or you have been a believer for many years, we have designed these lessons to equip and to aid you in your spiritual journey. If you are a new believer, you'll hear many things for the first time. <clears throat> if you are advanced in your walk, like Joe, with God, this... <laughs> Come on, it's okay to laugh. This series of classes will cause you to grow to a new level with God and continue your journey to, with greater confidence and reignite the fire and passion for God once again. Woo! I love it. So let's lay aside any preconceived ideas or notions that we're all that know all there is to know and begin as if it's the first time we've ever heard the truths that we're going to hear. It is our prayer that these classes will inspire you, encourage you to press on toward the calling, the high calling in Christ Jesus. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Ooh, I like that. However, we face many unexpected challenges that are designed to stop our progress as we release our faith in the promises. Is it, I'm going to stop right there for just a minute. <coughs> Has anybody been going through life and you just, you come to a place, you've been running good, running, you know, full throttle or whatever, and you just hit a wall? I just want to drop this, tell you this, God just dropped this in my heart. The wall is a barrier that has to be broken to get to the next level. Don't ever let a wall, when you hit a wall, don't ever walk around and say, well, God must be trying. Break through that wall. Break through that wall. Whatever, whatever it takes, break through it. Amen. So I believe you'll gain insight to the plans that God has for your life and expose the schemes of the devil to, that is to endeavor to stop you from getting there. The scriptures tells us that we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, his trickery and deception, his onslaught that he launches against you when you decide to move from where you are to the place where God has destined you to be. Whether it's a job, finances, children, marriage, sickness, or any other area of life, I believe that during these sessions you will be encouraged to continue to press toward your place called there. Woo! Man, I, I, I just felt that in my spirit. There is Some of you are going to really lock in because you've been wondering, what does God want me to do? What is he really, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? I'm believing God that through these sessions, you're going to hear a voice that's going to be so clear 
that you're going to know and you're not going to have to fumble around any longer to know what God's plan is for you. Discovering the champion that is in you. This is a personal note. We believe in the day that we're now living in, we have the greatest opportunity to excel with greatness in every area of our life. For some, it may be a new business. Others, it may be a deeper commitment to be involved in an area of ministry here at Champion Life. We believe it is our finest hour to build the kingdom of God at a super, at supernatural speed. Pastor said something today, which is so true. My male, he, he said, nobody stay up with me. See, he said that. Eh, it's been probably a year or so ago. I thought, yeah, right, man. I'm, I may be old, but buddy, I got a whole lot of women left in me. I know how to work. I know how. And long about the first month, I realized, uh, <clears throat> man, I'm going to have to do something here. If I'm going to stay up, I've got to do something. I, and I remember later, so in, in, after we started this project, I said, one morning, I said, she said, were you going to the church? I said, yeah. She said, why? You don't have to. I said, because I'm a champion. My body, my body said, stay down, stay down, stay down. <laughs> but down inside of me, I said, because I am a champion, I'm going to get up and be about the master's business. But he is so right. If you're going to stay up with him, I'll do like T.D. Jake says, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, the, the, next, the next portion of this, we believe this is our finest hour to build the kingdom of supernatural speed. So we challenge you to resist becoming satisfied or just settling with where you are now. And make quality decisions to move forward to your there place and discover, and discover the champion in you. I encourage you to begin to pray during these sessions that God will give you a now word that will give you direction that you need as you step into the next phase in your journey to become a part of the Champion Life Dream King. Hallelujah. Isn't this exciting? Yeah. Praise God. <coughs> okay, the next page. You'll notice blanks on your page. So just be led by the Holy Ghost. And tell them all. We're, as, as we read, now by tendency, and feel free to flag me and wave me down and say, hold it. Because my tendency is, is I get, I get the feeling it gets going too fast and don't have, don't have time to write, and so it's okay to stop me and ask, ask to repeat it. This first session, we're going to talk about God's dream. We've talked about a lot of people's dreams, a lot of vision, a lot of dreams, but what about God's dream? I want to be a part of God's dream. Amen. How many of you want to? You'd be interested in God's dream and what his dream is for you. The gospel has, right, get ready, get your pen ready. I'm watching. The gospel has four basic elements. For those of you that are left-handed, or right-handed, it's a, you write the letter number four in that. Left-handed people know this, but how many left-handers do we have? Woo, smart people. Yes, yes, yes. The gospel has four basic elements, and if we can understand these four basic elements, you can answer every question anybody would ever ask you. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And we're going to go through them. Step number one. The element number one is God's dream. God's dream. 
four basic elements. Element number two, Satan's deception. Number three, Christ's substitution. And man's restoration. Four basic elements. Covers the whole Bible. God's dream, Satan's deception, Christ's substitution, and man's restoration. I want us, number one, I want us to look at God's dream. When God created the heavens and earth, he created it with man in mind. God didn't need the heavens and an earth. He's God. Amen? He created it with man in mind. In the garden, everything that man would ever need and want was there. You know, I've said this kind of sarcastically, and I really don't mean it, but I, I thought, people say, well, when I get to heaven, I want to see Jesus. Somebody says, I want to see Moses. I want to, I want to see Adam so I can slap him. <laughs> Why did you have to mess this thing up? And, you know, then God gave Adam and Eve a direct command. God gave Adam and Eve a direct command. He planted two trees in the garden. Let's say this out loud, too. So you got two choices. Well, now that's pretty awesome. How can you mess up two choices? Two choices. The tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. <coughs> Would you bring me a water in there? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Giving man the freedom of choice. Did I tell you we have pizza coming? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I'm trying to keep you interested here. <laughs> if, if you stay focused, we might get time to eat it. If not, we might go. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Giving the man freedom of choice, freedom to choose. God wanted man to love him because man wanted to. Let me, just, let me just insert this now. God did not want puppets. For I just pull all the strings, make them do whatever I want them to do. God desires for men to love him just because he's God. Woo, my Lord. We need to have the attitude, God, if you've never done another thing in my life, I'll love you forever. I'll love you forever. <coughs> So he gave man the freedom of choice. If you eat from the tree of life, life will go well. If you choose to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will die. You will die. Genesis 3 3, if you want to make a side note on that. The second element of understanding the scriptures and the Bible and God's, in, God's dream for man, for us, the second one is Satan's deception. 
He is a master at deception. You know, it's it's hard to reach deceived people, and I'll tell you why. They don't they're deceived. That's why. They're closed off and they're just deceived. They're, they're hard to reach. Don't ever get so focused and locked in and have a mindset, I know everything there is to know. If you do, you're setting yourself up to be deceived. Always, always have a mind and a heart that is attentive to the Word of God that if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I get so, I won't get on it. I start to say I get so irritated. That's why I have to not watch a lot of television preaching. <coughs> I believe we've got bottles back there, got a whole shipment in it says Champion Life Home. I believe that if they would go, Get the videos back up, brother. I believe I could say, this is a bottle Pastor Roddy carried. And for your gift of $100, we'll send you a Champion Life bottle of water. Better known as holy water. If you drink it, you can lose weight. If you drink it and pray, and I guarantee you there'll be people by it. I promise you they will. So don't allow the enemy to deceive you. So Satan's deception. So man made his choice to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If man had only eaten from the tree of life, he would have lived forever. Genesis 3.24. This is paramount in building this foundation for the dream track. What we're giving you tonight is the foundation that we're going to springboard from. Because we're going to get into, we're going to talk about the new birth, the Holy Spirit, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, speaking in tongues. We're going to be talking about healing, and we're going to be talking about the abundant life. But this foundation is so important. Amen. I don't know why I seem to be getting choked up tonight. <coughs> All right. So, Genesis 3.24, So God drove out man, and he placed east of the Garden of Eden the cherubim with a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep and guard the way to the tree of life. Ooh, man, I get so excited because I know where I'm headed, man. A flaming cherubim said, all right, nobody's going to enter back into the garden. Now, if you're here, you're a student of the Word or just have read any of Genesis and the Garden of Eden, God has provided everything. No worries. No worries, man. None at all. They were even naked and not ashamed. It's like, well, but we really, we really want to go back to the Garden of Eden style over here. Well, I think, well, never mind. I won't, I won't go there. <coughs> so man, man, put out of the garden, begins his journey in life. Through Moses, the law was given. The Bible says that the law was not perfect, in that the law could only cover sin 
from year to year by blood sacrifices, only year to year. The Bible says the law was not perfect in that the law could only cover sin from year, from year to year by blood sacrifices. God is never taken by surprise. Amen? Not in your situation, not in this situation. He's never taken by surprise. Number three, the third element is Christ's substitution. <coughs> substitution is the act of substituting or replacing one person or thing with another. The Bible says in Hebrews that the prophets of old long to be where we're at today. We read about the prophets of old. We read about all of the things they accomplished and all the great things that they saw, they seen happen in their, in their lifetime. But in Hebrews 11, it says they longed to see the day. They saw it, never got to partake of it, but they seen the day that redemption was going to come. Amen. Woo, glory. They saw the day. And it's not that we can't see, it's just we won't see. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is simply this. Religious paradigms and mindsets keep you from seeing what you need to see in the Word of God. Let, let me just, uh, let me digress just a little bit about that. Legalism is deadly. Especially, not especially, but legalism is just, just deadly. It will, it will cause you to dry up spiritually. In legalism, you have man's idea to reach perfection. How many has ever been in a legalistic ministry? Wow, wow. Yes, God sees that. What does that mean, legalistic? I was brought up in a legalistic organization. <coughs> if you want to get close to God, and I don't know why it was this way, it was always women. Women can't cut their hair. Women can't wear slacks. Women can't, women can't, women can't. Woman submit to that man. I'll tell you right now, you know. And to me, I always looked at it and said, I think the, the man's got a real problem here. <clears throat> because somebody said, you know, an old barn looks good after it's got paint on it. Of course, they said if you burn, ladies wear makeup, they're going to hell. Every man in here ought to say, thank God for makeup. <laughs> oh, you ain't going to say nothing, are you? <laughs> Chicken. So, if we're, not, if we're not attentive to the Word of God, we'll slide over into legalism and get into judgment. And that's judging someone else that walks through these doors that you don't know their past, you don't know their present, you don't know where their dreams are, and you judge them by the way you look at them. Paul said, I know no man after the flesh. Oh, that's good. That's good. Don't try to know any man after the flesh or woman. 
You know them by the Spirit. You know them by the Spirit that they have radiating from them. You know, it's, is it Mikey? Is it Mikey? I, I never had met him, didn't know him. He was sitting out there, I came and met him. And then, I mean, immediately my, my, my spirit man jumped. I said, man, this guy, he's all right. I mean, you just know. You just know. And see, I, I know that I know that I know. Is he perfect? I don't know, are you? <laughs> but it is easy to look at somebody and just say, like Raphael here. Raphael is a chef. He says, I'm going to use your words, is that okay? He said, never trust a skinny chef. <laughs> He's the best chef, man, if you want to get on down with some food, have him to come and cater to you. He, he works for a company that's just awesome. Uh, got a new job. And so we want to be aware of Satan's deception, but Christ's substitution, he is replacing a person with another. So the prophets of old long to be where we're at today. The gospel, say it out loud, the gospel wow. is God's ultimate intention. The gospel is the good news. This includes the cross and many other things. Thank God for the cross. Thank God that Jesus sacrificed his life. Thank God for that. I thank God for his obedience to his father. Thank God that he arose from the grave. But we have to move on past the cross and realize what the cross bought into our life. Woo! Man, what the cross did, what Jesus did, I, I'm going to get ahead of myself. The cross is the crucible of the gospel. What is a crucible? A crucible is a place or a situation that forces people to change. A crucible could be a, a uh, crossroads. Thank you. She's... Oh, I love you, baby. Come lay hands on me. It's a place that forces people to change or make a difficult decision. I call it a crossroads. A place or a situation which concentrated forces interact to cause influence, change, or development. The crucible for you would have been the time you had to make a decision. Do I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior? Or do I, once again, walk away? I believe everybody in here has made that decision. We're going to get into that in the next session. But uh, that is the place where decisions are made that, that, that will bring about change in your life. The cross is the pivotal point that changed everything. But the cross has to be hooked to something. It has to be hooked to something. The cross is hooked to God's dream. Woo! Lord of mercy, man, every time I read that, look at it, that, think about the work of the cross and I think about 
the cross is hooked to God's dream because God's ultimate dream, he showed us what it was in the garden. My God, man, I... Mm, mm. Glory. Man. There had to be a spotless lamb and bloodshed for the remission of sin. Ephesians 1, 3 through 5 says this. Blessed be God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. Let's say it out loud, half. That, that's past tense, is that not right? Yes. Hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Yes. How many blessings? All. All. <laughs> My wife gives me sign language or something here. Y'all ready to take a break? <laughs> I've, yes. I do what? Oh, wait a minute. It's not here? Well, why did you interrupt the Holy Ghost? Here? I was in a real flow here. No. Ephesians, we read, we already read that. Substitution is the act of replacing one for another. Jesus was. Lord, get this. Let this drop down in your spirit. The substitution for Adam's failure in the garden. See, the cross had to be hooked to something. And it was hooked to God's dream. It was the, he was the substitution for Adam's failure. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. <coughs> for as in Adam... All died. Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. Ooh. He paid a debt he didn't owe. I owed a debt that I couldn't pay. My sin is not just covered from year to year. My sin is covered from the past, the present, and the future because of the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Adam, all died. But everybody's made alive in Christ Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 15, 45, in the Amplified Bible, it says, Thus it is written, catch this, the first man, we, we, we've always talked about, always, well, we're supposed to get back in the garden, be back in the garden, be back in the garden. Watch this. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, an individual personality. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. Now, if we're talking about spiritually dead, when Adam, it says, the day you eat of the fruit, you'll die, actually, if you look at the Hebrew, look that up in the Hebrew, it says, in dying, you shall die. In other words, it's die, die. You will, death has begun when you do that. But Jesus came to give you life, and Jesus was the Adam that failed. He put things right when he didn't fail. And so we were dead, the Bible says, in, tres in trespasses and sins. Jesus paid it all. Our debt was canceled 
at the cross. Adam fails, but Jesus prevailed. Oh, glory. Glory. Or if you, if you think in the natural realm, you will miss what God is saying. When we are born again, our spirit man became brand new. Old things have passed away. He says, behold, all things have become new. So in man's restoration, in man putting man back in the Garden of Eden state, took a spotless lamb without sin. Jesus qualified. When you, when you get in Christ, you are as he is in this world. Hasn't been preaching on Wednesday night as he is. As he is, so are we. As he is. I'm just like, look at somebody and make that confession. I'm just like Jesus. Number four, man's restoration. What's the first element? Second. Third. Number four. Man's restoration. Restoration is the act or process of returning something to its original condition. By repairing it, cleaning it, etc. The act of bringing back something that existed so bringing back something that existed before. The act of returning something that was stolen or taken. The, would you bring me a tissue, please? I don't know what is going on up here, but... Thank you. Anybody else? I don't know. <laughs> Your what? Oh, got a man? Anybody have drugs? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, in Jesus' name, let's move on. Praise God. I am the healer of the Lord. The act of bringing back something that existed before. The act of returning something that was stolen or taken. Man was restored when Jesus rose from the grave. Bringing back something that existed before, when he arose from the grave, he brought back something that existed before. I see you're not writing right there. Yeah. I did? Well, I'm glad you're paying attention. Returning something that was stolen or taken. The Father's plan was to send His Son to redeem man by the sacrifice of Himself to become the Lamb, to spill His blood, that we would give mankind eternal life. Oh, glory. We have the ability to give mankind eternal life. You say, well, only God can do that. You have to tell the story. You have to tell them about the lamb that was slain for you. You don't have to live in this prison anymore. You don't have to live in this prison anymore. You may not be perfect. You start your walk. You let God perfect those things which concerns you. The second Adam was not deceived by Satan. He had plenty of opportunities. Plenty of opportunities 
when he was 40 days and 40 nights, if thou be the Son of God, <coughs> if thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. If you're the Son of God, jump off the pinnacle of this cliff here. The angels will catch you. He was quoting scriptures. The devil knows how to quote scriptures. He really does. You can't take scriptures out of context and make them say what you want them to say. You can. You can, but it could be very dangerous, yeah. You know, the Bible says Judas went out and hanged himself. If you just kind of flip through the Bible and turn a few pages, it says, go thou and do likewise. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can really get deceived, jacked up. So, Satan offered Jesus many opportunities to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but he refused the offers. He responded with constantly, it is written, it is written. And then he said, I only do what my father says. That's all I do. I do what my father says. If we could just get that down. I only do what my father says. I want to be obedient to him. I want to do what he says. So, the resurrection is the final victory, watch this, that signifies God's dream is restored. Somebody ought to be excited about that. God's dream is restored. What was God's dream? Come on, come on, wake up just a minute here. <coughs> God's dream is restored. What was God's dream? His dream was bad man back in the garden. Everything provided. Not being concerned about any kind of anything. Not being concerned about what I'm going to eat. Not being concerned about what I'm going to wear. How am I going to get by? All my needs was met in the garden. When Adam failed, they put, they put uh, Adam and Eve out of the garden, put a flaming cherub over to guard it. But can I tell you that when Jesus arose from the grave, that flaming cherubim was removed. And Jesus now says, Whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, let him come. Come where? Back into the garden. Come on. Come on. Back into the garden. Come on. Live, live the dream that God had for you. I know we face things. I know we have circumstances. I understand that. But all the needs are still back in the garden. Back in the back, back where God's dream originated. Back in the garden. God is now saying, whosoever will, let him come. The guards being was removed in Revelations 2, 7. Anybody have an Amplified Bible? Revelations 2, 7, anybody? You got one? Yes? Revelations 2, 7. Read it real loud so everybody can hear it. Like you preached this morning. Because of God's grace, because of his mercy, and eat from the tree of life. 
He's not keeping, withholding from you. He's saying, come on in now. Come on in. Everything's all right. My son has shed his blood. The lamb's been slain. Now come on into the garden. What is your need? What do you have need? Come on in. It's in here. Supplied for you. So he's saying, whosoever will let him come. God is still giving us, us choices of two trees. What's this? Death and life. That's what the, the true trees was. Is in the power of what? And they that love it, the scripture says, will eat the fruit of it. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you had to confess something out of your mouth and believe something in your heart. Romans chapter 10. So now... What we see, we have the privilege of choice again. Now we can choose life or choose death. I don't know about you, but I have chosen. I have cho made my choice, made my mark. I mean, I don't know how else to make it serious, but I made my choice. I'm going to eat from the tree of life. I'm going to eat from everything that God has for me. I am going to partake of everything that God said I could have, and I'm going to be everything He said I can be. He says in Deuteronomy 28 that He calls me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Everything I put my hand to do, it prospers. Everywhere the sole of my foot touches, He says, I've given it to you for an inheritance. What does that mean? That means to walk that out every single day of your life. Look at somebody and say, I'm a, I'm, I'm a bad man <laughs> When you wake up with that attitude, you wake up. You're not, it ought to be that the enemy is really nervous you got up. Woo. The tree of life. Are we on the same page? Where are we at? Oh, the guards. Oh, the guards at the garden have been removed. God is now saying, "Whosoever will, let him come." God is still giving us the choice of two trees. Now are we on track? You know. It's real easy to become passive in our walk with God. What do you mean by that? Well, if God wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. No. I'll just take whatever God gives me. He's given me the whole kingdom. He's not going to give me anything else. Yeah, what else could he give you? That he had already. What, what does that mean? We're going to talk about our faith being released in the promises of God, believing, Pastor preached it today, and acting on the promises of God and acting just like it's true. Amen? Amen. Act just like it's true. And at the end, you'll come with guilt and condemnation and say you're not worthy to do that. Well, you've been made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. Been made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. You can now come it back in. The flaming cherub has been removed. Now you can come back in to the Garden of Eden. 
and eat from the tree. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Woo! Hallelujah. Is this blessing anybody tonight? I, I tell you what, I've been blessed myself tonight. I'm sorry i got to do all this stuff, but hey, I'm going to get through it. Get over to the other side of it. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 23 in the Amplified Bible. For I always pray to God, to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into the mysteries and secrets, into the deep and intimate knowledge of him. I'm going to read the rest of it. This is vitally important to your walk with God. We don't walk by our head. We walk by the Spirit. We walk in the Spirit. The Bible says you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you walk by your Spirit. I mean, you may see the Spirit, man, is that inner being that I, right down in here. Some people call it a gut feeling, you know. And uh, there's a lot of times, man, I'll, I'll be worshiping God, man. I'm just going right here, right in my Spirit, man. That's where the candle of the Lord is it serves the inward parts of the belly and and man there, there are moments that, that that's where the revelation begins to unfold in your life he says he wants you and invites you in to reveal to you the mysteries of the gospel by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you, and how rich his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, say it out loud, immeasurable, and unlimited, let's say it out loud, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. Woo! It's immeasurable. It's immeasurable. You know, Champion Life, and, and those of you that have been, been around for any time at all, when you see the manifestation of a vision, of a dream, you should get excited about it. And here's why. You have seen the manifestation of something that pastor saw. You hooked up with it. Now you're sitting in it. Now you're sitting in it. And can I tell you, it is just the beginning. All of you here are going to be involved in ministry. And it's going to not be very, very long where it's really going to get, really going to get busy. And I, I never will forget, we were in here tearing out walls. The pastor said, I've seen another building up here on Denton. Yeah. It's empty. He asked me, he said, would you, just, it's not right for sale or anything, would you check that out? In my mind, I would say, no. I think we just need to slow down right now. Can we just catch a break right now? I said, yes, sir, I'll do it. I'll do it. And Paul helped me with that. And, researched it and, and uh, 
I don't know whether he had a vision of that or not, but uh, I do know his mind runs at warp speed, and, and uh, his, his thoughts are so out far ahead of what thoughts that you can think. I really do believe that. And, uh, but he's able to do exceedingly 